welcome. And hi, I'm your friend, Charles. Listen, my mission in life is to empower you to win. And I've got my good guest here today, Ms. Sharina Moore Thomas, right? And so we've got a lot in common. We're going to talk about that. But one big elephant in the room is that we missed the Nor'easter that's <laughs> happening up north right now. Yes. And I said, don't tell our, our folks about it. But if they're tuned in, they're probably looking at us saying, what? She's in Florida. He's in, in um, uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. And we don't have none of that stuff. Now, it's a little chilly here. And and Charlotte, how about how about what's happening in Jacksonville? It it is a little chilly. I mean, it's a it's a fashion winter jacket chilly. <laughs> and of course, chilly is relative because um, my daughter uh, sent us a, a picture of uh, the snow, and of course, it's very pretty when it first falls, you know. And so everybody's excited until they got to get out there and shovel and plow and then drive in it. And I, I mean, it hit New England pretty, pretty hard. I, I hadn't talked to my mom, who's up in New York uh, as of yet today to see what what happened there. But she's not going to get out in it anyway. Uh, but it's just so nice to be able to go out and play golf where everybody else is snowed in. And uh, <laughs> we don't want to rub it in, but they do have um, houses and land and property and opportunity. So, so everybody's welcome. Everybody's welcome. So how has your uh, your transition from from Philly coming down to the the uh, South? How how has that been going for you? Well, I mean, it, it the transition is the transition. It's all good. Um, I am actually enjoying um, Florida very much so, and I'm sure as we get into this conversation, I'll be able to uh, to to give you a little bit more about why the transition and uh -huh. what this is you know what this move is all about. So. I'm excited to to share that part with you guys too, but so far so good. Good, good. Well, as we settle in, this this program, this is actually Patrice's platform, Patrice Sage's platform that I'm filling in for him today. He's uh -huh. traveling the country, making moves, and you know, making it rain. Well, making it snow. I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> he's making it happen. He's a great guy, and we're so glad to be working with him. Tell us who. Serena Moore Thomas is, right? I want to hear your story. We want to hear your story. Uh, you and I had the, the wonderful privilege of, of linking up uh, with the, um, who owns the Ice House curriculum, right? That's where I actually knew you before we talked um, and went through the curriculum, got certified. And then I started talking about, you know, we need to get the entrepreneurial mindset in the church. And so that was my major goal to, to make sure that we're teaching entrepreneurship. I believe that it's not simply a nice thing for us to do, a good thing for us to do, but I believe it's a call of God. Right. And, and so we're approaching it from different angles with different curriculums, making sure that we're helping to transform people's minds so that they don't have to conform to the world, but they can literally walk in the freedom that God has for them. And so you and your dad uh, started a, a, a little company, started a couple of companies, but you grew one to a, a, a multi-million dollar company. Take it off. I'm just going to let you talk to us. 
Okay. So yes, the ice house, and I'll get to that part of the story for sure. But just quickly, I am um, first and foremost, a, a child of God. I am one of God's favorite daughters. I'm just going to tell you that. Um, <laughs> he, he likes y'all. He loves me. Uh, <laughs> that's for sure. Uh, so I started out, though, as um, one who has grown up in the church. So I've, I've been in church all my life. Uh, right. So I, I know I know church. I know church stuff and things and etiquette and those kinds of things. Uh, but around 15, 16 years old, um, I started, you know, kind of feeling my feeling myself a little bit. Uh -huh. um, and I was always a very ambitious young lady. That's just always been me. very energetic, very ambitious, always looking to help someone um, uh, mature beyond my years. That kind of young person I was always um, around 17 years old. My last year of high school, I got into a situation with a gentleman who was 10 years older than me. And um, during that time, I, I was, you know, first out of my friends to graduate, I mean, to, to drive and to get a job and fund a bank account. I mean, I was doing things, right? Uh -huh. I found out that I was pregnant um, during my last year of high school, 12th, 12th grade year. Okay. And not only was I pregnant, I was pregnant with twins. Wow. Um, so two babies at 17 <laughs> years old. Um, my mom's been a minister all my life, and and so Eldermore has always been Eldermore. Um, my, my both my mother and my father, right? And so I have this this new expectation um, of me, and so I'm I'm now a single mom. And I, while all of my friends were preparing for for uh, what's going to happen after graduation, I was preparing for single parenthood. So that summer, I ended up working with my father on a construction site. He had always worked in construction. He worked on the site. I worked in the office. During our time there, we found out that a contractor was awarded a six-figure contract to do what he knew how to do, which was final cleaning and labor. And okay. so my father came to me and said, Serena, you know, if you could start a business, if you can figure out how to start a business, I'll do the service and we can have our own business. Um, now, understand this was AOL dial-up type time. So right. It was no Google. <laughs> there was no Facebook group. <laughs> it, was uh -huh. like, it was, you know, I literally asked the Lord to help me. Like, what is what is a business? What is a C Corp? What is an S Corp? What are these things? Um, and we started this business, Elohim Cleaning Contractors Incorporated. And um, that business started with absolutely no money, no no degree between the, the, the two of us. Uh, no real uh, industry knowledge except for my father's knowledge from working and um, no business experience. Wow. But faith in God, faith wow. believing that God was creating an opportunity for us to be able to create like the creator. Um, mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so that's what that's what happened. So we started this business. Uh, and when we started, I had two goals. I wanted to be on the cover of Black Enterprise, and I wanted to make six figures by 30. Those were my goals. Okay. okay. <laughs> and um, was able to definitely achieve those, both of those goals, praise God. Nice. Um, but I also had a chance to, like, just rededicate my life. You know what I mean? My, rededicate my life to Christ. And I watched as the Holy Spirit would give me strategy and show me what to do. So with no PR person, with no marketing person, with no sales team, with no nothing, here we are growing to well over a couple million dollars in sales wow. um, and no funding. Mm -hmm. 
Wow. And so, you said, and no funding, no, right? fun, no outside wow. funding at all. Wow. Not at all. So that was that. I went on to, um, so I, that company still exists today. My father and my brother actually run the company now. Um, I resigned from the company about nine years ago now. Okay. I am currently married. I have four children now. The twins are 21. Wow. Um, I have a seven and a nine-year-old. We homeschool. We, we are still entrepreneurs. I'm growing several businesses at this time. And um, I've gone on to run other companies, and I'm just doing what, what the Lord says, and that's it. Wow. Wow. That's very interesting. So the Lord made you a biblical entrepreneur, you and your dad, way back before it became popular. And he helped you to, to he taught you how to grow an enterprise by serving because you were in the service industry. Yeah. And, and I don't want to take us too far off, but you know how I get about this kind of stuff. Like, <laughs> I hear, because seriously, it, 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 it makes more sense now looking back. Right. So I'm still under 40 years old. I've run two multimillion dollar companies. I've led two multimillion dollar companies onto my third, not because I'm so great, but because God is so awesome and faithful and he will work through whoever is available. Wow. Blank period. And so I, I get I get excited about this because I know now looking back that all along God has been raising me and grooming me as a Joseph, even in my family. Wow. Um, and he has allowed me to have some experiences early that are absolutely being activated in the time and the season that we are living in right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so although I am under 40 years old, I have like this. I got like this old testimony, like I've learned how to trust him. You know what I mean? Like I've learned how to take him at his word. Like I've learned him right. um, being in an apartment, living on my own at 18 years old with two babies, looking out the window and saying, okay, Lord, what are we doing here? Um, the, 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 the company I started with, my dad, we didn't just start and get to a million. There were years in between when we didn't know what was going on. And I had to work a job and try to run a business and raise babies and you know and do all of this without any help so i know what it's like to to watch god make a way <laughs> like out of absolutely no way. wow wow so it sounds like you realize that you are in the earth and in the kingdom for such a time as this right i'm telling you so because we're we're, we're laying the foundation for this conversation I've got to ask you, what is your favorite scripture, the most resounding scripture that the Lord uses in to, to really push you forward and has used to push you forward into this entrepreneurial space? That is so interesting. So my favorite is really Colossians 3.23, whatever you do, uh -huh. work at it with all of your heart as unto the Lord and not unto man. And that has been my my go-to. If anybody wow. knows me, Serena is known as someone who um, is committed, who is dedicated, integral, and she goes hard. And it's not because I'm working for stuff, things, or people. I work as unto the Lord. I give it my all. And the problem is, you know, unfortunately, we have a lot of lazy believers right, that, that right. just want to name it, claim it, and do absolutely no work. Right. Um, you know, they just want they want God to send all the blessings down on a sliding board into their life like he's creating it right now and sending it down. 
when you understand it's already done. It's I'm already only done. in the place of receiving in this season. Like this is this it's already done, established, um, paid for. <laughs> it's already yeah. completed. Yeah. And so that that is that is one of my one of my favorite scriptures. Well, I thank you for that because again, as we look at the urban impact movement here at Nehemiah, we're focusing, we focus on how do we develop the individual into the person that God will use and work through and work with to accomplish what God wants to do. Right. He said, I beloved, beloved, I wish of all things that thou prosper be in health, even as thy soul prospers, which means that as we prosper our souls and as we develop, as you talk about, a divine work ethic, yeah. a kingdom work ethic. Sure. If we do everything as unto the Lord, if we do it in excellence, we do it with all of our might, with all of our souls. We don't, we don't half step. Right. We're people of integrity, people of excellence, right. people that that are people of faith, right. because God is a covenant God and He requires faith. But it's not a name it, grab it, blab it. And no, no, no. You've got to have a plan, and you've got to work the plan. God will give you the plan if you take time to seek him first, yeah. take time to worship him and yeah. thank him for all the good things that he's already done. Because the truth be known, he's already been good to us. Because we're here, right? And, and the best is still yet to come. And so as we talk about entrepreneurship, right? Mm -hmm. And I, I don't want, again, and I appreciate not painting the rosy picture, but helping people to understand. Psalm 66, 12 says, you've allowed men to ride over our heads. We've gone through the fire and we've gone through the water, but you brought us out into our wealthy place. Yeah. You know, a lot of people don't like to hear that, but, yeah. right? And a lot of people will get in the way and, and, and they'll stop what God is doing because they get angry they get offended, they get mad. Right. But what what do you do? Talk, talk about your routine as a, a biblical entrepreneurship, a black founder, a black woman founder in this space with, with four kids, a husband, um, you're moving and shaking. When do you find time to do all this? <laughs> well, here's the, here's the thing. I have one source, which makes this thing real easy. I have one source. He is the source of my strength, the source of my strategy, the source of my life. He is all that I need. So I stay connected to the source. Mm -hmm. And so I'm never depleted because my source never runs dry. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and so the very first thing that I do is I stay connected to the source. Um, I am I am in fellowship and relationship with God. Um, see, so for me, when I rededicated my life to Christ, it wasn't about, you know, I, I want to get my, my get out of hell free ticket. Right, <laughs> right? Right, right. <laughs> it wasn't like, I just need you to, you know, Lord, improve my life. It was, I made an exchange. I took mm -hmm. off the old man. I put on the new man. I exchanged my old life for this new life that is promised to me in Christ. And mm -hmm. so an exchange happened, which means I'm no longer responsible for me. 
I don't make my own way. I don't say my own thing. I don't do my own thing. I only do what I see my father doing. I only say go. what I hear my father say. So my source is 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 intact. And so that provides all the strength. The, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Uh -huh. I'm, I'm walking in peace and liberty. I'm not entertaining a bunch of foolishness. You know, I'm making God's voice the loudest in my, I go on for days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I'm loving it. Yeah, yeah. But it all comes back to the fact that I stay connected with the one that knows everything about everything, who is never caught by surprise, who has all the answers to every problem before we can have a problem. That's who I'm connected to. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I have no choice but to prosper right. because I'm connected to the one who made all things. And right. so that's that's a big part of what I do now, practically. I get up in the morning early. Early in the morning do I seek him. Mm -hmm. Like the Proverbs 31 woman. I'm up before everybody else. Right. I have, I'm up at five in the morning. My my children, my husband, everybody is still sleeping. I get a good four or five hours of work in, concentrated work in before 10 o'clock in the morning. Right. right. So and I homeschool my kids. So okay. there's things that I'm doing early and I'm and I'm disciplined in that. That that's another you know that's a that's a that's a cuss word discipline. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that's like saying fasting <laughs> or praying. <laughs> Certain disciplines that that you know we we definitely need to have if we're going to conquer. You you have to so you have to have discipline. So I'm up early and I know and I have a plan. And listen, I have a plan, but again, according to scripture, many are the plans in a man's heart. It's the Lord's purpose that's going to prevail. So right. although I have a plan, I'm also seeking God, like, what do you want today? Like, what do you want to accomplish through me today? Yeah. Which one of these should I call and not call? And I trust him for the answers. And so there's this fellowship all day long, and he's just, he's a part of everything that I'm doing. Wow. Wow. So, so let's let start. Tell me about your book. I know that you've got a book. Yes. Tell, tell us about your book. So, um, I and and even this, right? This is this 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 whole writing a book. I did not feel like an author. Um, I felt just as unqualified as I did to start a business. But uh -huh. I did what God said do. And let me show you how this whole whole, whole thing blesses you, um, or yeah, blesses me too when I say it. So, the book. It's called Water Walker, um, uh -huh. how to embrace uncertainty and do the seemingly impossible. So, and, and so the book is big. Water Walker, right? It's not talking about being a dry boat rider. It's talking about walking on water, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Yes. <laughs> not talking about, no, this is for the ones that ask to get out the boat, right? Right. So this is, this is Water Walker, and it's based on peter obviously right um it's based on the the exchange between peter and jesus that's recorded in scripture and it's so powerful so short and so powerful and we learn so much right so in the book i lay out what's called a walk method it's a method that i teach um it is a method that i live by and um the walk method is an acronym w-a-l-k w stands for willing to stand alone um, and it is the first thing that we see, right? So Peter is not the only disciple on the boat. Right, right. But he is the only one that asked to get out of the boat, right? So we know how the story goes. Jesus is coming. It's middle of the night. Everybody's scared. They're screaming like little girls. <laughs> and Peter says, 
you know, Jesus says, hey, chill out. It's me. It's Jesus. I'm here. It's all good. And Peter says, Lord, if it's you, bid me to come mm-hmm. out there to where you are. And so he's willing to stand alone. And this is a principal thing with entrepreneurs. You got to be so committed to the thing God called you to do that you will stand even if all by yourself. Right. Um, so you can't always wait for the applause of people and, and all that stuff. It just it won't work. Um, so he's willing to stand alone. That's W. A is always take action. So you can't just ask to get out the boat. You now got to actually start yeah. putting one foot in front of the other. Right. <laughs> All right. Because we got people that are stuck right there. Lord, right. this you, I'll leave the job, but they right. won't do nothing else. Right. Right. <laughs> so right. You have to take action. That's A. L is let it go because you can't hold on to what was and fully embrace what's to come. Mm-hmm. You got to let go. Um, let so you can't hold the boat and walk on water. So mm-hmm. I talk in the book about regrets, shoulda, coulda, wouldas. I go through my own regrets, my own personal failures, right? And I I outlined that. So that's L. And then K is keep the king's commands and keep it moving. And keep it moving. Yeah. Commands and keep it moving. Yeah. Right. So that's that's the walk method. And let me tell you, I did not feel like I can write a book. And for those that are interested, the book is like just like me. I promise you, it's short, dynamic, and to the point. It's less <laughs> than a hundred pages. It is it is made for people who are stuck. And I don't want you stuck reading my book for the next four years. Right. So you can finish it in probably a day. Um, but it is power packed. And I didn't think I could write it. And I told the Lord no many times. Uh, I even at, ha, tried to have a ghostwriter write it. And then I saw the finished product and was like, there's no way. That's not what I said. And the Lord said, nobody can write what I told you to write. Wow. So I said, okay, Lord, I'll do it. But here's what you got to do. You got to give it to me like John on the island of Patmos. I need pictures and colors and I'm going to write what I see. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, so, so here, here we've got this. This young lady, she done told us that uh, she's not 40 yet. And then she also told us that she's short. <laughs> Dynamic. <answer>. Dynamic. <laughs> I'll add confident <laughs> and unashamed. <laughs> and, and she's making it happen, right? And, and God has called you out of the boat to walk on the water of entrepreneurship as I believe he's calling a lot of his people. And there are, there's so many signs on the wall that this is a path that God is calling a many people to, but we have been taught to embrace and hold on to the boat of a corporate job. Now I want to go on record and say that we're not opposed to a corporate job. It has a purpose, but God didn't just call you for a job. If we look at the cash flow quadrant, you start at a job and then you move to self-employment. Then you become a business owner, a business that operates without you having to be there day by day. Because if you got to be there day by day and it doesn't work without you because you didn't put the systems and processes in place, it is just another glorified J-O-B job. And you got work to do, right? That's why you need a coach. So here at the Nehemiah Project, we help to train you to become that entrepreneur. We help to coach you to move your business into that business space where it is scalable, right? It's sustainable 
and then you've got an exit strategy. And here's the exit strategy from the Bible. The B-I-B-L-E says that you ought to be a giver, right? Blessed to be a blessing until all the families of the earth are blessed, that you should be able to lend and not borrow. Well, that sounds like an angel investor in our entrepreneurial world. And so God is calling us to go on this journey with him. And I'll submit to you that there are times in your life where you need to be in all four quadrants at once. That's right. You need to be an employer, corporate employer, and learning and honing your skills. But here's the most important thing about corporate is gaining relationships because you cannot do business without relationships because people are going to do business with people they know, trust, and like, right? And so we're going to have Serena talk in a minute about this government contracting thing that she does. But I want you to understand that it's based on relationship. Who do you know? You need that, that social capital, right? You've got to be relatable. And God is calling you to be relatable to all people. Yeah. That's because we're talking about brown and black entrepreneurs and founders don't mean that we don't love all people. We love absolutely all people. We're going into the world and preaching the gospel to every creature. And we've got brothers and sisters of every hue. Right. So we need to stop that nonsense. And we need to learn to love people like God loves people. And so as we learn to love people, we'll see that God will have us do business with people. Not simply here in the United States of America, but all over the globe, right? And so, Serena, I want to transition, and, and I want you to talk about your experience with government contracting, because you teach a seminar, a workshop, to help people to understand how to get into government contracting, which is one of the biggest, if not the United States of America and other governments around the world, other municipalities, cities that we live in, they purchase more goods and service than anybody else. Never. So talk about that, if you will. No, no problem. And if I could, I just want to piggyback on one thing that you did say. For those of you that are, because I'm sure it's a, it's a, uh, a variety of folks listening, those that are in a corporate job who don't desire to be out of their corporate job, then there's some that are there that desire to be out, right? Um, if if you are in, in, in a job, you just have to understand that when you're in the kingdom, it is no longer employment. It is deployment. So you shine the light of the king wherever you are, okay? So let's just be clear um, that if you are deployed, you may be deployed for such a time as this as well, because I do believe that God has pressed the activate button on a lot of people, a lot of believers that he's placed at the top of corporations, at the top of um, different, you know, all the different spheres, mountains. I, I believe that, you know, you mm -hmm. can't. so it has a place, right? So the, the federal contracting stuff, I um, learned about federal contracting through the business that I started with my father and my brother. And basically what happened was because I was new and green and didn't know anything about business, I applied for every single kind of certification they said I could apply for. So I was MBE certified, Minority Business Enterprise, WBE, um, Women Business Enterprise, DBE, Disadvantaged Business Enterprise, NAACP, HIJK, LMLP, whatever they said that I could get, I said, I want that and that and two of those, you know, that's how I was. And one of the certifications that I ended up um, getting was an 8A certification. It's a specific business development and that's the number eight, um, the letter A. 
it's a specific certification within the SBA um, that is the only one of its kind because it's a business development certification, meaning you actually get government support to help you succeed in the area of federal contracting. Okay. It is probably one of the best certifications for black and brown businesses that there is. And most don't know about it. And unfortunately, 8A participation is going down. So SBA.gov, you can just go there um, and look up that certification. But most businesses um, qualify, right? So I got that certification which allowed us to um, be able to expand the company. So we were doing a lot in the area of construction, construction site cleaning, and I'm talking commercial. So we weren't cleaning houses or cleaning cars, right? We're cleaning targets. We're doing final cleaning for target after target is built. Avenue North theaters, um, Locust Towers, the Comcast building. Like those are the kinds of places, um, you know, projects that we were working on. But the thing about the construction industry is you can make, you know, you can do a, and we've done them, that $800,000 project. Mm-hmm. And then when that's over, that's over. Right, <laughs> right, right. You got to go find another one. <laughs> so we, um, so we had a bunch of those kinds of projects, but we, we, we got into federal contracting through the 8A program and I started expanding into some janitorial projects, which provided five year, all the time, count on money that now you can start building a budget and start growing and scaling. And mm-hmm. so I really started to love the federal government because one, they never run out of money. Because right. they literally print their own, right? <laughs> the, they they are bound by the Prompt Pay Act, so they do have to pay you in 30 days. Now I'm talking federal, federal money, right? Um, the other thing is the Freedom of Information Act. I can find out anything about my competitors, anything that I wanna know. Um, and they buy everything from dog food to yoga pants mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to aircraft parts to paper clips. Um, right. I have students in my class that have won contracts to supply dog food to the to the uh, who who were they supplying to um, Border Patrol. Right. They buy dogs. I mean, they buy canines. They right. Buy kennel services because everything in the in the federal government is a you know it's, it's transactional. And there's $195 billion roughly set aside specifically for small businesses. Wow, wow. And unfortunately, most don't even know where to start. And when they think about federal contracting, they think I got to have a proposal team and I got to write a thing and I have to do all this work. And so the program that I have it kind of breaks it all down and it lets you know that you can do business with the federal government multiple ways. And it, in some ways you don't need a proposal at all. So my, my course really um, uh, exposes you to the kinds of opportunities. And I teach from my perspective, from a small business owner perspective, not right. an employee at SBA. <laughs> so, 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 uh, in a minute, I want you to tell uh, our audience exactly where they can find you to, to if they want more information on that. But I want to read this scripture, right? Ecclesiastes chapter 11, verse number six it says, In the morning, sow your seed. In the evening, do not withhold your hand. For you do not know which will prosper, either this or that, or whether both alike will be good. Now, I just want you to know I'm preaching, right? 
Then I say I'm preaching. And so when I when God gives me the word and breaks it down for me, he gives me insight to be able to pass along to the listeners. Again, we talk about that cash flow quadrant and you can Google it and find out. Robert Kiyosaki actually came out with it. I think it's a great picture for us to see movement. Because if we go back to the book of Genesis, God told us, he says, listen, I want you to be fruitful. Then I want you to multiply. Then I want you to replenish. And then I want you to dominate, take mm -hmm. dominion, right? Mm -hmm. Four stages of growth. And here, what I want you to say, if you're not growing, you're dying, right? So everybody in the kingdom of God needs to be green and growing. I just sense in my heart that God is pushing his people out of the boat. That's right. I said pushing them. Why? Because he wants you out on the water. He wants you to be, listen, I'd much rather be a wet water walker than a dry boat rider any day. Go on. And God is trying to get his people into the greater. God doesn't want you to be mundane and average. He's calling you to do greater works. Jesus already said, he said, the works that he did, we shall do also in greater works. So I want you to stretch yourself. And in this place right here, God is speaking to you and encouraging you. And I know there are specific individuals that are hearing this. And he's saying, yeah, you got that day job. But what about, you know, you got the nine to five. But what about the five to nine? Yeah. You say, oh, I don't have time to do all that entrepreneur stuff. Well, Serena already told you, you can't be lazy. You got to yeah. work as unto the Lord. You got to have that divine work ethic. And God is calling people that are skilled in all crafts, yeah. with all knowledge, because it all belongs to him anyway. And he's calling you out on the water. And Serena is sharing with you an opportunity that you can ride alongside with your day job in your comfort zone, get uncomfortable and do use your skills and your talents for the purpose of building the kingdom of God. For the scripture says that God says, listen, I'm going to give you power to get wealth so that you can establish my covenant. How well are we establishing God's covenant? And we got to get busy because I'm going to tell you right now, the devil, the, the, the kingdom of darkness is busy and it is time for us to arise and shine and rebuild. So talk more about or tell the folk where they can go to, to find out more about uh, your workshop on the uh, government contracting government. Yeah, no problem. So my goal, and this is this is a God-sized goal. We that's a whole nother seminar, right? Because we be setting these little tiny little goals that we can do, um, right? So I got God-sized goals, and my God-sized goal is to um, teach five hundred thousand small business owners how to succeed in federal contracting through my six-week um, program online. Mm -hmm. And um, you can find that it's it's simply bit.ly forward slash mission 500k, all capital. Mm -hmm. So bit.ly, I believe it, it'll be on the screen, um, yeah. bit.ly forward slash mission 500k, all capital letters. Um, and there you can find out more. There's a video explaining kind of what, you know, what the program is. We have a private Facebook group. I actually met with about uh, uh, 20, 30 of our students this morning where I was just giving extra. This is what you need to be doing for 21. This is what I'm doing for 21. This is how, you know, you should be looking at marketing yourself. So I, I provide as much support 
as I can, because at the end of the day, again, I work with all my heart is unto the Lord, right? Right. And I try to do for other people what I wish somebody would have done for me. That's just my, that's, that's my thing. Um, and so that, that'll be very helpful for you if you want to learn more about um, federal contracting. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and Serena, here's what I believe. I believe God is raising up an army of people that will do, that will hear his word, that will press their ear to his mouth and to his heart and hear what he is saying. And God is going to cause us. He says over there in Revelations that the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and he shall reign forever. And then over in Isaiah, he talks about how that the 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 kingdom of God, the mountain of God will be on top of every mountain of influence. And of course, business is one of the mountains of influence. And we need to understand that God's not going to just do it like he talked about. He's not going to drop ripe cherries off of a tree into someone's lap, but he's going to use your influence and bring you in into a place where your light needs to shine so that it glorifies God. Now, talk about you're, you're down there in sunny Florida. <laughs> Right in Jacksonville, Duval County. <laughs> from 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 the Philly area, and it's there's some kind of similarities between Duval and Philly, right? I don't know. You know, yeah. I've been here a little bit. I heard. I heard. Yeah, yeah. You've been there, right? So you've been there during COVID, so you hadn't gotten out as much. But there are. I, I know. I know. I know. I know. You from Philly? It's like I'm from Brooklyn. There's no other place like. But we do have. Yeah the cities, right? So so Duval definitely could be a sister city to fill it, right? And and you'll see that as you get out and um, be able to get around and about. But why why did you and your family relocate to uh, Jacksonville? Well, because the Lord says so is the the basic answer. Uh Um, Because the Lord said so. And I promise you, um, where he leads, I, I follow. And because remember how earlier I was telling you about, you know, starting this business, no money, teenage mom, all this stuff, me learning how to trust God and learning how to walk with him. I mentioned all of that, right? Mm-hmm. All along, he's been grooming me to, to hear and obey, right? He's been grooming me over time. Right. And so he's told me to I've built a business, been on the cover of Black Enterprise, been on Essence. And then the Lord said, it's time to move on. You got to leave your father's house. You got to go to a different place. I'm going to show you. And I made the unpopular decision to resign from the family business. He opened up a new door, told me to go here. I did that, grew this company. And I said, Lord, this this is crazy. I grew a company to almost $100 million, but I didn't negotiate a deal where I had any ownership stake. They just used me. I served faithfully. I was giving this man everything I got. Like, what, why do I have nothing? I went on, somebody, I had an assistant, a young lady from the church actually stole money. She was stealing on a regular basis. <laughs> God, why do I mean embezzling money, like like big deposits? God, why? Like, what is going on? All of these lessons, Serena, will you trust me? Like, because again, he's he's getting the glory. I exchanged the life that I wanted. He mm-hmm. he has he has a work and a purpose that I know very little about, but he knows ultimately, right? So mm-hmm. all these things, according to Romans 8, 28, start to work together for my good, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And so all of that happens. So when he tells me, if he tells Serena, 
in 2020 in the middle of a pandemic, uh, Corona and everything, uh, barbershop in Philly, in, in the Philadelphia area where I'm from, completely shut down because of the, the, the you know, the COVID stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so we lost a whole set of income. He, he instructed me to start a business in January, a brand new company in January. I started the business. He instructed me to start teaching on federal contracting in March. My first government contracting thing was March 13th, the day they announced the first shutdown of all things. Yeah. And at that time, I said, Lord, why do you want me to do a Zoom class at 10 o'clock in the morning from 10 to 12? Like, it's in the middle of the day. Guess what happened? Everybody was home. Everybody was home. Yeah. And guess who? Somebody had information I didn't have because I would have never called a 10 to 12 Zoom class to, for government contracting because I would have thought everybody would have been at work. So do you see what I'm saying? He's sure. been working all along, right? We, we were working. Um, I wrote the book, like, you know, I came to Jacksonville to speak last year um at the potter's house international ministries bishop vaughn mclaughlin who is dynamic and amazing and he's just an incredible leader i mean a an example of godliness and 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 stuff i mean he's just awesome so sent me here to um to speak to the marketplace ministry um folks right and so they had their tuesday bible study i was invited to talk about the book the book I didn't feel qualified to write. I hope y'all following this story. Right. You got to learn how to walk with God one yes at a time. Not one step at a time. Mm -hmm. One yes at a time. Because wow. my yes of yesterday is what opened up doors today, right? Mm -hmm. So this book now opens up a door for me to minister here in, 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 in Jacksonville. I did that. It was awesome. I walked around. We saw the plaza. They're doing some amazing work in the community here with the, you know, the bistro and the gym and the bowling alley and, and you know, lots of opportunities, providing jobs to people, doing the work of the kingdom. And I'm in awe because I don't see this at home. Right, <laughs> right? So I'm like, this is what it looked like. Never thought about it again. Let it go. Kept it moving. God allowed me to be, you know, mentored by um, the marketplace, the, the person over marketplace ministry here is a good, had become a good friend of mine, helped me with the book. We started working virtually on um, the Reimagine project here for Kingdom Plaza. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and it was just virtual. We knew that it was time to leave. God had given me a prophetic word, word in 2016. We knew we were moving. We had no idea where. Mm-hmm. 2018 and 19 were rough years. I was in COVID-19 shutdown while everybody else was living it up. Wow. <laughs> you know? wow. And I was shut down. I was business was like not even existing. I was on a sabbatical. The Lord told us in the middle of COVID, it's time to go. We came in July to scout out the land, mm -hmm. right? And we visited, we stayed here for 30 days with the whole family, all the kids, everybody. We stayed here. We visited and we did our thing and we heard go. Now at that time, we didn't know where we were going in terms of where we were living. Cause this is all faith principle. I hope you guys are following me. I can't right. no comments. I don't know what nobody's saying, but hopefully this is good. <laughs> okay. So we, I, I said, I told my husband, I said, okay, so is this what we're doing? He was like, yeah, I believe so. Right. I said, okay, we don't know where we're living. Right. But I believe God, he, if he, if he, um, guides, he'll also provide. Mm -hmm. 
I told my husband, I said, I think we should just start packing the boxes, even if we just start taking the books off the bookshelf. That is our act of faith, believing God that we are we are going to be able to move and he's going to provide. We got a call about two weeks later that says, Serena, look, we got this house, you know, uh, here in Jacksonville, out near the beach, and it's 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 becoming vacant all of a sudden. The the family had downsized because the place is too big for them, and da 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 da. And uh, I I don't know if um if this is something you're interested in, but it's a you know partially kind of gated little community on a cul-de-sac, and you know has this amount of bedrooms and yard and all this stuff. And I said, say what now? And um, it's available in August. You can come and move in. And, you know, in terms of price, it, it'll be, you know, what, whatever you could afford and we'll, we'll work it out. But that'll be one less thing you have to do. Wow. Wow. No, no money down, no credit check, no approval. Wow. <laughs> do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And I said, okay, God, what do we do with our house? Well, my, bro- my, sister, my sister and my brother-in-law have been looking for a house for three years that we were able to do for them what somebody did for us. So wow. we allowed them to move in. They rent our old house, so we still have our property. And we moved into this house. Wow. And now here's the word. And I know this is a this is a lot, but hopefully this is blessing you. The Lord told me to stop saying that I'm moving. Stop saying you're moving. You're moving. You Because you're not moving. He said, I am uprooting you. Wow. There's a difference. Yeah, I didn't just like relocate for a fresh start (laughs) or relocate to get sunny weather and get away from the cold. Yeah, we have been uprooted and replanted in ground where our roots can go deep and our vines have room to run. Right, right. Wow. Yeah. And not just me, but me and four generations. My mother is with me. My daughters are with me and my daughter has a daughter. So I have a granddaughter. Wow. And she's with us and she's five months. Wow. And so he's uprooted us. Yeah. All right. So tell me, I'm, I'm a man that I love. I love to hear the vision. The scripture says over there in Habakkuk, write the vision, make it plain so that he that reads it can run. And I believe we're, we're, we're called... The, the four of us, because we got to get you, my wife, your husband, all of us are going to be on the golf course because you're in Jacksonville, right? <laughs> yeah. Y'all going to play some golf. I, I I don't know if y'all got that notice yet, but y'all going to play some golf, right? In fact, we're coming down there. We're going to host a top golf event, and we're going to get you guys out and, and swing the golf club at top <laughs> golf, all right? So y'all going to become our running buddies, and we love Florida. We love the beach as well. So give me the 10 year, what do you see in 10 years? This is right now we're 2020, 2030, right? 2030, you're, you're, you're every yes, you're obeying, you're praying, you're doing what God telling you to do. Where is God, what do you see yourself in 10 years? Well, um, so I, there, there are several things that are in my heart to do. Um, some of those things I see coming to pass here as we're doing, um, some work at Kingdom Plaza. Um, and so I've always had a heart for growing small businesses and things like that. Um, so we are starting a youth innovation center here. Mm-hmm. Um, we, the, the one thing that has really been in my heart for, for many, many years is something called the starting overhouse. 
um, which are properties. And, and when I talk about this, I don't even talk about it as 10 years. Um, when I speak to audiences, I talk about it like it's already done because it is. Um, so I have properties uh, all over the country uh -huh. that house uh, young teenage mothers um, and young single mothers. Okay. And these properties, um, it's called the starting over house. Um, this is a place where they can come and, um, and start over. And it provides it, about 18 to 24 months of um, resident of a re residential program where they can live uh, rent free or prorated. And they all are also provided with employment and things like that and daycare and all these things. And so their, their rent that they pay during the time is then given back to them for a down payment on a home. Wow. Um, so that they can become homeowners. So that's the starting over house. Wow. Okay. Um, and so those those will be popping up all over the country, right? I do see that. Um, in terms of ministry, I mean, you know, I have the podcast and things like that. I am I am a minister at heart. I am a ordained minister, but I am I am a minister at heart, and I I, I could care less about a collar or a title, and I actually really don't care too much for that <laughs> kind of stuff. Um, <laughs> I am more about, you know, the heart of the people and, and really, um, I, I'm like, like Jesus with the, with, the, with the man at the pool, like people sitting for 38 years with the ability, with the, with the, with the potential, but just don't know that they can, you know, just activate their faith and take up their bed and get up and walk. So I'm, I'm the one screaming, like, do you want to be made whole? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't want to walk? Because you can walk, you know. Yeah, yeah. You can walk. You can rise up and walk. That's it. Rise up and walk. And so I even feel a shift. I have this podcast right now called Boss Mom Wife Life, which is a lot about you know less grind and more grace and coming out of you know a, a yeah. identity crisis. But I feel BMW these days is really more about be made whole, and that's really my message. Wow. Like you know, just just helping specifically women, but both men and women, just believers, people that are tied to where they are, just empowering them. Um, and so that's, that's a, that's a little bit about it. We started another company. God gave me a big vision for that company. So the Highmark group is, is, is my, uh, training and development company. And so we have a very well written plan that was really inspired by dreaming with God. Um, and so I, I don't know if that answers the question, but well, no, it absolutely <laughs> let me tell you how it answers Gress. So I'm the director of the Urban Impact Movement, and we specifically call it a movement. And not to uh get anybody nervous, but God is on the move and God is up to something, yeah. and God is up to releasing his spirit and revitalizing urban communities. The least of these, the yeah. underserved communities, these yeah. inner city communities that Harvard Harvard University says have a competitive advantage. Right. And so right. as we look at where he's positioned the church yeah. and he's positioned us in the marketplace and we have um, we I love sports. I tell people all the time, listen, football was my ticket out of the ghetto. Grew up in Brownsville, Brooklyn, New York. Google it. One of the worst ghettos you ever want to know. Even worse. Uh -huh. I know about we ain't trying to brag about ghettos, but it was a ghetto, <laughs> right? And so, but my ticket out, and it's really God, after God, I had an epiphany with God, and he showed me that Jesus was the way and that he, 
there was a better way than mugging and thugging and drugging and doing all those things in the book. He showed me that I had this, this gift for sports and I played football. Got played football one year, high school football one year, made all state, all cities, got a financial package and scholarship offers, took the financial package and scholarship to go to American International College. Long story short is where I uh, learned to play golf. Now, that was many years later, even after my time in the military, but I learned to play golf. And I tell people what golf has been to me, it has become my passport to the world. You know, if God says, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel, you got to have a passport. Uh -huh. So for all the Christians that don't have a passport, <laughs> go on and get your passport because right yeah. now you are, you are living in the land of disobedience. <laughs> Lodabar. And it's time for you to get your yourself up out of Lodabar and get ready to travel and go where God wants you to go because he's got great plans for you, right? And yeah. so I say all that because we've created what we call golf for a change is really sports for a change. So we can do this at the bowling alley mm -hmm. there at the Kingdom Plaza, and we're going to put on the golf courses and we're literally going to come to Jacksonville and help you to raise some money for those starting over homes. Right. Awesome. Cause you yeah. can't, you, you, well, God can do anything and all things he can do it. But when you got margin, the mission, can get accomplished a whole lot faster. And I'm talking about right? Hold and that so we're going to come down and, and schedule that, and we're going to be working together. Particularly, I love, and, and you can talk, we got a couple more minutes that you can talk about what you're doing with the, the young entrepreneurs that you're working with. We've got the Young Biblical Entrepreneur Curriculum because I want our audience, I want everybody, I want the world to know, listen, We've got curriculum. We've got training. We've got coaching. We've got access to capital. Right. We help people to grow. We've got this e-community so that entrepreneurs, and it's not, we don't believe over here at Nehemiah, we don't believe in competition because we serve a God of abundance. We believe in collaborating yeah. and, and partnering and building allies and working with each other because the, the, the assignment is so vast. It. It's going to take more than one ministry, two ministry, three ministry. It's going to take the body of Christ yeah. on yeah. this thing to eradicate poverty, to lift people out of darkness and bring them into the marvelous light of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, so that the gifts and talents, those diamonds in the rough like yourself, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Nobody who would ever thought right. a teenage <laughs> mom out of wedlock and, and, and two Two babies, not just one, <laughs> changing the world for the glory of God. Because God takes your mess and makes it a message. Come on. Puts you in a place right now to share the message, and they can read about it in your book. So talk about your book again. Talk about the youth entrepreneurship and that you're training your kids to be entrepreneurs multi-generation. The Bible says a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. That means a good woman because there's neither male or female in Christ. And that says good, right? So there's room for growth because Jesus encourages us to be great. So if he talks about three generations, we need to be at least drilling down to like 10 generations. Come on now. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> and so here, here's the thing, you know, for, for those that are listening, because most people you know, hear, hear this kind of stuff and they're automatically looking at 
what they don't have. And, and, and even believers, and it's unfortunate because what we do is we magnify our weakness rather than magnify our God. Mm. Right? right. And so when you start to magnify what you don't have, how much you don't have, what you don't know, who you don't know, like you're magnifying something that doesn't deserve to be magnified. Right. And instead, you ought to magnify God, make him bigger than every one of your situations. And so what my testimony simply is, is, is that God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the call. Mm -hmm. That's not just my testimony. That's Moses' testimony. It's mm -hmm. Joseph's testimony. That's Noah's testimony. <laughs> like, that's Nehemiah's testimony. That's Nehemiah's testimony. Paul, right? It, it, it's, it's, it's your testimony. He He's not studying what you know how to do. Um, he doesn't care about your qualifications. He just really wants your availability. And so that's why I'm so, um, you know, I harp so much on trusting God one yes at a time um, because he will give you the steps. Some stuff is not required until you start walking. Um, mm -hmm. You know, you don't need the money till you write the darn plan or start right. the thing. Right. Um, that's like we saying, don't faith. we don't walk by sight. We don't walk by what we feel. We don't walk by what it looks like. We walk by faith and faith that's comes it. by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And when you hear that word, God speaks a word. He expects you to obey. He expects you to obey. And many are, you know, not understanding that, look, somebody is waiting for the book that only you can write. Yeah. Right? Somebody's waiting for the business that only you can start. On, Somebody's man. waiting for the product that only you can create. And so how long are you going to keep them waiting? And are you okay with that? Like, I don't know about anybody else. I don't need a good job from anybody. I want yeah. one well done. Right. I right. want one well done. I'm going to stand before God, empty pockets and say, Lord, I did everything that you called me to do. I, I believe that I've given all, I left it all there. Yeah. Uh, because your gifts, your talents, your abilities, it's for here. It's not for there. Heaven is perfect. We don't need you prophesying heaven. We don't need you healing nobody. We don't need you to start a business. Right. <laughs> right? Right, right, right. That's, that's for here. That's so for here. You gotta you have to have a leave it here mentality. Leave, leave it, it out there. All, in football, we say leave it out all out on the field. Leave it all out on the field, baby. Leave it out there. Leave it out there. Leave it on the field. And so that's really my, you know, that's 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 my mission. And I, I feel my um I feel my my passion rising. <laughs> you guys hear me. Um, because I don't want you to die holding on to the gifts. I don't want you to die with the book in your heart, you know, um, and, and nobody else can read it. Like, you know, so that that is something that's important to me. So uh, back to what you were saying, the, the book Water Walker, I believe, is a tool that you can put in your toolkit um, to help get you going. Uh, for those of you that are in a job, I was in a job, too, and God showed me how to leave. And so I share that in the book. I share about how I how I uh, applied at 18 years old to jobs I didn't qualify for, like director of human resources and uh, the VP of sales. And there was no way. Right. Um, but I had a big vision and a big God and big bills. So I was crying right. for big jobs. <laughs> right, right, right. But I talk about what that ended up le um, leading me to. So those kinds of things, I, I believe, will encourage, empower, and inspire you. So certainly grab the book. Um, it is available on Kindle as well. The Kindle version um, that's on Amazon actually has videos and things in it. So um, it's kind of interactive, and I think you, you would definitely enjoy it. And let me, let me say this, too, because, again, um, 
we're, we, we're as many that are led by the spirit of God as sons and daughters of God. And there's somebody listening to us and all that will listen to this recording later. And they're contemplating <laughs> this whole corporate versus entrepreneurship. Guys, that's not what we're saying. We're saying and and both, right? Number one, let me just drop this little nugget on you. I want you to search the scripture and find retirement in the scripture. You not can't there. find it, right? <laughs> and the reason why you can't find it because it's not there and because God never intended for you to live your life doing something that you had to retire from. Now, doesn't mean that you don't get to retire, but the principle of the word of God is to refire, not retire, refire. So if you're tired of your corporate job and you've reached the pinnacle of your corporate job and you're hitting your head up against the ceiling, there's a that's a sign that you need to get up out of there. But take your Rolodex with you. Talk to the procurement people at your job and then let's build a business that services that corporation and then hire the folk that look like you in the neighborhood. And if you live in the suburbs, come back to the neighborhood. You know how we get, we get all, we get our stuff and we move out. I'm moving on up. No, 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 you need to come back. We need your expertise. We need your gifts and your talents back in the hood. Come on now. Yeah. I got a friend that's gonna come on a podcast He's one of my best friends. In fact, his birthday is on the 3rd of February. We got two of us. We ran together in, in, in middle school and, and we went to different high schools and we lived in the same projects together. And uh, Mike's birthday is on the, the 3rd and Thomas Levis, who is a director of public health down at Tulane, is George Washington and all that he advises over at the White House and the CDC and all, all that stuff. He's going to come on the broadcast and he's going to talk about this this uh, vaccine and the coronavirus and and the disparities in, in our communities and stuff. And we need folk, we need to get with it and stop making excuses, right? Because we, the greater one lives in us, right? He's on our side. We cannot lose with him on our side, but he's going to, he's trying to get you out of the boat. Yeah. And those of you that are leaders and influences, he's trying to get you out of the boat, right? And yeah, so we're I mean, great, a great example of that. And I want to just inspire you. Don't don't just get comfortable because it, it ain't about what you can do. It's what God's calling you to do. Go ahead, Serena. Yeah, I mean, what else do you need is my question. Yeah. What what else what what else do you need? You you have you have the greater one in you. Um, you have God who will never leave you or forsake you. You have the whole armor of God. You have angelic support for everything that God commands you to do. Um, you have a, you have angels, goodness and mercy are following you. I mean, what what else? And, and you got the Nehemiah project, and we and got, got training, we got coaching, we got uh, business success accelerators. We put you in, in 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 these accelerators with a mastermind to think about and to plan. And you're not by yourself because we bring a community of support with you, and we know how to pray and obey, and we get in there with the Holy Ghost. What? <laughs> You, come on what else do you need um, <laughs> you so just they just need a nudge come on get out of get out of the boat come on walk on the water come on and walk on this water <laughs> no longer be it can no longer be i don't know where to start we just told you yeah um, and, and you got to know this look excuses are the lies we tell ourselves so it don't have to be our fault right mm. so you got to stop making excuses and start making progress yeah. Um, again, 
I don't want to see you keep the people waiting that are connected to what God put inside of you. And that, that for me, that's a driver all by itself. I wake up and I do what I do. I build what I build. I commit the time that I commit because I truly believe that there are people waiting for me to show up. What God placed in, in me is for somebody else. And I don't want to keep them waiting. So, so I'm going to ask you this question because now that you're in Jacksonville and you're from Philly, right? Jacksonville don't have a basketball team. So are you still rooting for the Sixers? Absolutely. Okay. So, and, and, the reason so, and so listen, so, and, and I, I am from the suburbs of Philadelphia. Let me okay. just be clear. So I'm committed to all, now we're Eagles all day. We, we, they're oh, you're an Eagle fan. So my son's an Eagle fan because my cousin, Javon cares. They call him curse. I tell him we've been redeemed from the curse and we care. So we cares, but he played for the Eagles, the freak. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Eagles. Yes, absolutely. We're Eagles all day. Uh, we forgive you for that because, of course, I'm a Giant fan, but neither of them are paying us right now. We're going to help them. We're going to help them get <laughs> where they need to go with the anointing God. But I have, I have a, a friend that I sat down years ago. In fact, I emailed him and texted him. And I'm reaching out to him, and I'm uh, I'm calling on Terrell Harris, who is the father of Tobias Harris, right? Okay. He's raising kings and queens in this space, and and as God is bringing His people together, because this is not about what I can do or you can do; it's about right. what the body of Christ. We right. are God's arms. We are God's feet. We are God's voice. We are the body of Christ in the earth, and God's got a plan. I know everybody thinks the. You know, America's going to hell in a handbasket, but well, not on my watch. Why? Because I'm a preacher and I know that if I get out there and do what God's called me to do, God's going, he's going to pull out his spirit on all flesh and we're going to see revival. But we don't necessarily just need to see revival in churches. We need to see revival in the marketplace. We need to see God raising up men and women of character and integrity that's going to produce superior products and services and represent the king of kings and the lord of lords and excellent none of this shabby business stuff we're going to be the best of them the best of that's them. the promise that's, that's the it. promise of god and so as we get busy and we continue to build these relationships you know i don't know where all this is going to go but i know you do need a vision because without it the people perish and you need to be you need to get in there and pray and fast and ask God what's going to be my road. It could be that little cookie that you know how to make. That everybody loves your chocolate chip cookie with some coconut in it, right? It could be whatever God gives you. What do you have in your hand? Come on. I took that woman and gave her the she, he put her in the oil business. It right. says just take those vessels and keep pouring that oil, keep pouring that oil. And then the, the boys got lazy because the oil would have kept pouring if they would have kept going to get those vessels. That's right. All vessels. So God, he's not opposed to you barring to build your business. Um, wait, 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 wait. Don't, don't move from there. Don't move from there. Look, 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 look. When the prophet asked her, what do you have in your house? Check this out. Whether it was oil or a grain of sand. It yeah. did not matter what she had because whatever it was, God was about to put his super on the natural. The natural. Super on. He was going to do it. So yeah. be it oil or a, a spoonful of peanut butter, he wow. will do with it. You just got to submit your little and allow him to make it much. Right. That's the thing. You don't have to make it much. And, and so you can take that pressure off of yourself. 
Um, you don't have to make it much. You don't have to multiply. God will take what you submit to him. Yes. And he yeah. will do the work. Well, we're out of time. So I'm actually this one last question. And I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray. And then we're going to get off this, this uh, Facebook Live and wherever else we're streaming today. But um, what are you most hopeful for? That the people of God will um, stop walking in fear and, and be, the, be the body of Christ and, um, and do what, what God has called them to do. Yeah. That, is, that is really it. I think, um, you know, we're, we're, we're doing the world a disservice when we, when we sit on our hands um, and we're not saved to sit. We're, we're saved to serve. And so I, that is that is one of the things I am I am hopeful for. Um, yeah. 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 And so as we close, Father, we thank you and bless you. We've talked about a great deal today. But here's the most important thing is that we get up out of these boats of comfort and we get out there and walk on the water with you. We hear the, 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 the Holy Spirit, the cry of God, asking us to walk by faith, believing for this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. And so God, we pray, let there be light. Yes, God. In the hearts and the minds of your people. And God, we thank you that as we finish this year with favor, that God, that you'll open up doors and even on our, on our watch, that you will arrange the circumstances, situations, people, and things, because there is in your heart a great plan for a great move and a great outpouring of your spirit. Yes, God. Yes, God. So God, we, we say yes to the will of God. Yes, God. We pray and we will obey. And we just ask that everything that we do will bring glory and honor and praise to you for the privilege of being in business with you, yes. co-laborers together with God. Now have your way, Lord. We bless Serena and all that she's doing with her family and her businesses and her mission that she's working on. And God, we bless this broadcast that as it goes out, that whoever hears this, Yes, Terrell is listening. Terrell, give me a call, man, because I want to connect with you to help to raise up kings and queens to do the work of the kingdom. Yes. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for making it so, Lord. And we give you praise. Amen.